And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Proudly Present Off the Reels. This is episode 49 of the one and only genuine bonafide Not Funny Guys podcast. There is no other Not Funny Guys podcast out there. I promise you, go look. You'll only find this one. This America's one you're favorite. listening to right now. America's favorite Not Funny Guys podcast. America's favorite. Tomorrow... You're going to hear that every podcast going on. Anyway, I'm Casey Franklin. I'm here with Mr. Jonathan Evans and Mr. Eric Leinberger. Eric, so tell us, how's it going? Um, how's how's that bladder? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the magic of editing will probably have, have removed the fact that, that I had to pee before the show and they... They did a false start without me. So, so he's got a tiny so, bladder. He just doesn't I've like to talk a, about it. I've got a tiny bladder, and you know what? I'm drinking my uh, my my soda. I'm gonna I'm gonna be just like that guy in a, a Home Alone. What was that? Uh, uh, oh, it's the, not the uh, McCulkin. Not, not who's the? Culkin. Oh, who is the? Kieran. Little, Kieran Culkin. I know it's yeah. Kieran Culkin, but what was his name? Because they, they make Kevin sleep with him. Yeah. Um. He's gonna oh. wet the bed. He's gonna <laughs> wet the bed. I don't remember his name now. You they totally don't make are. Him, they don't make him sleep with him. That's why he ends up missing. Oh, that's the, right. Uh, the that's car right. because they make him sleep in what? He sleeps the in the attic. Yeah. Like the tower. <laughs> Go to the tower, Kevin. <laughs> you ruined us by spilling some milk on pizza. <laughs> and then the annoying neighbor is there when they do the head count. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I haven't seen that movie in, in the dog's age. And by dog's age, I mean since Christmas. Same. Yeah, same. It's, it's, it's an annual Christmas tradition to watch that movie. What is that? It's going to drive me I crazy. I have kids. It happens. Someone look up real quick for me on IMDb. What is that character's name? Because it is going to drive me crazy. It looks like John's on it. John's on it. So um, let's see what all has been going on this week for you guys. Eric, what you been doing this week? Please tell us you have another win. I don't. It, oh, it ended this week. You lost? We are you now seven for trivia? We came in second, which is first place at losing. So That's right. You're the first loser. <laughs> so, yes, we, we did not win. It was Fuller. heartbreaking. Fuller, huh? thank you. You are Fuller. You are, you are Fuller. You are the one who wets the bed <laughs> when doing trivia. What was the trivia question Fuller, that you lost Fuller is a pretty great name, actually, when you think of it, because it's it's in reference to his full bladder is what I'd like to think <laughs> <of>. <laughs> Full bladder. Because I'm pretty was... sure that's the running gag in, in, in part two as well. So, so yeah. question, what was the question you lost to? So, I I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I think I have. The The trivia we go to is is not just any old, you know, five questions per round. You know, see if you can get it right. We'll move on. Yes. What's um, the question that you lost to? Well, well, hold on. Right. Let me let me let me take the walk. You know, the audience wants to come with us. It's a nice day out. Right. And so uh, the the trivia style is more puzzle based. And so we had to identify um, a an equation and b um, a word search of sorts to name five galaxies. Um, they were all spiral. We didn't catch the spiral in the word search, which would have helped us determine all the all the letters. And then um, for the equation, we didn't get it right at all because we labeled uh, one of the we we misnumbered one of the planets and where they fall in the system. Uh, out of sheer uh, hubris, <laughs> I think. Oh, I'm, I'm really, uh, so, so there you go. I'm really glad that you referenced a misnumbering. Um, 
because I didn't mention, we're recording this week's episode a little bit early due to some scheduling things. So um, we are technically recording a little bit out of order. So it's going to be a little bit fun and exciting. But don't worry. Last week's episode about the Oscars was a banger. I cannot wait for you to hear how I won. It was we're amazing. We're not recording out of order. We're just recording not on the normal day. Right. So we're not recording on we're not recording on a Saturday. Well, if you're so if you're like if me. you're talking about like your order, yeah, I mean in the general Casey's order of things, you know, new yes. world order of Casey, if you will. That's right. <laughs> so just pointing out, we're recording a little bit early. So All right. if any news breaks, um we'll fix it's, it. Well, we'll fix that's, it that's, later that's on. Not our, that's not ours. I can't use that. Yeah. That eventually we'll eventually we'll fix it. But speaking of fixing it and speaking of breaking news, Whoa. let's jump to Us Geekly. Wow, I like that. I like that. All right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so here's a, here's a little bit of um, some stuff that happened. Um, we've got a rumor that I want to mention. Um, I know it's a rumor, but I, it's one that I, I totally salacious believe. Salacious Casey. It is. It is salacious. Um, we're going to have potentially... Jenna Ortega joining the cast of Beetlejuice 2 as Lydia Dietz's daughter. And the rumor is also that Tim Burton will be returning to film Beetlejuice 2, which supposedly starts filming in like a month. Wow. So, so she's just really she is taking blowing on that character. Up. Yeah, oh, she's she's, awesome. she's blowing I, up. In fairness, I think I rec- I recommended this already on, on one of the earlier shows, but Wednesday is phenomenal. It was a great show. Wednesday is phenomenal, yeah, and you have not recommended Wednesday. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, maybe I will. You should. Today. You should. I, it's I a, it's yeah. a, it's a great thing. Um, so she's. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of her other stuff. She was great in Scream, um, Scream Five, but just called Scream because we like to confuse ourselves. No, it's Scream um, Six. Oh wait, no. This no, she's is the one in, that's coming out. She's Scream Six is the one that's coming out. Um, that came out oh, last she week. Five too. She was in five because that starts a whole new set of characters. Um, and then was she's... that the social media one? Because where no. they end in the hospital? No, that would be four. Oh, that's that's the, the one with Hayden Penetary. Um, who was back in Scream Six, but maybe maybe something will be talked about that um, a little bit later. Actually, we already talked about it. You forgot about it. Anywho, um, she's also in. I don't know if you've seen Pearl. She's really good in Pearl. I have not seen Pearl. Pearl's really good. She was good in that. Now, obviously, she's great in um, Wednesday. So, anyway, that was a fun little thing. Um, She seems to be taking on all the goth roles of of like the eighties or kind of of the past. Well, yes, but she's also just blowing up huge in Hollywood right now because she's really good. Um, Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. That's what this is about. The new Sam Worthington. No, she's better than Sam Worthington. (laughs) I know. Way better than Sam Worthington. He'll be like, he's just lucky to get a Jake Sully role every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, Other news um, in Masters of the Universe Revolution, um, which is this basically season two of Revelations of the Kevin Smith Netflix he-man stuff All um right. it's in the first season um sarah michelle geller voiced tila and the new season tila will be voiced by uh, melissa benoist who played supergirl so that's nice. pretty cool pretty cool i don't think huh? i even realized it was Miss, uh, sarah michelle Gellar in the first one i guess yeah. i didn't read the credits you did not read the credit i don't know if I you didn't recognize it. her voice i enjoyed the first uh well technically it's two parts right two parts the yeah. first season yeah 
one good. season, but split into. I like uh, the second part better. That was where I feel like it. It I took. I grabbed on. Um, uh, I I like them both about the same. I don't know if I'd say I liked one better the, than the one wasn't bad. Part one wasn't bad. I just feel like part two is where I was like, oh hell yeah, this is getting crazy now. Yeah, they they definitely amped up for season two. It had or second half. They took some chances, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Some other fun stuff in the Marvel world. Um, Ooh, Marvel news. The, uh, rumor, take it with the grain of salt, but I could totally buy this rumor. Mr. James Spader will return to voice Ultron in Armor Wars and Vision Quest. Nice. And supposedly, also for Armor Wars, they are going to be bringing in a bunch of villains. So, um, Living Laser and like Crimson Dynamo, a bunch of those other armor, which makes sense. You kind of yeah, need yeah, them for really Armor is. Wars. Well, these are um, like prequels, right? I'm, I'm. No, this I'm, is all sequel. This is all later this on. This is one of those moments where my my role is the the noob to all things Marvel, mm-hmm. <laughs> or so it feels sometimes. It gets me because I. I have no idea what Armor Wars is in general, or why would we see? Is he coming back from like a multiverse? Is that no, 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 Ult- no? In the comics, Ultron constantly comes back. You destroy the body, but the programming is still out there. Oh, he never like dies in the, in the code of the ether of the mm-hmm. radio waves, if you will, or whatever. Oh, and he yep. doesn't just die and come back. He like he always he improves his survive. Yeah, and he improves his body. So like, what would be mm-hmm. the Ultron we saw before could look drastically different. But the fact that James Spader is probably going to return for that voice is pretty cool. Is it worth accepting that he'll probably be far more powerful and the main villain again? Is he that sort of... Yeah, he totally could be the main villain. I mean, if they're bringing him back for this and then for the um, Vision Quest, they could easily use him in, like, King Dynasty hmm. and whatnot. I still need to see. I still need to see. Yeah. Um, the, the next thing, what I basically about... Actually, John, you explain Armor Wars in a 30-second summary. Oh gosh, and plus, I I don't know. I was I'm I was actually thinking about a theory about the idea that maybe they could pull off the idea of the the sentient Iron Man armor that was co opted by Ultron. Maybe they could work that angle into that. It'd be an awesome way to pull that off. That My favorite story, two storylines really, is where the armor becomes sentient, and secondly, when um the the armor then is co opted by Ultron. But there's also the idea taken from the what if issue about when Iron Man sold out. And all the bad guys got access to his technology through theft. Mm. They may even be playing on that yeah. as well. So, Eric, the, kind of the basic idea for Armor so Wars dumb. was a little bit of Tony's afraid that everyone's going to get his armor and make their own armor. So he just kind of goes out and if he thinks you have his armor, he takes out your armor. Uh, gotcha. That's kind of the, the, the gist of it. <clears throat> um, and other... Marvel news. This one is actually confirmed. It's not a rumor. Um, but John Barenthal is returning to play Punisher in Daredevil. He confirmed it himself. Um, the rumor part of it, we know it's gonna be 18 episodes. The rumor is they're gonna do three episode story arcs. So it'll be like here they release three episodes, and then a couple months later, here's the next three, and then here's the next three. Um, so I assume Punisher would have a whole like three episode arc, would be kind of what it is. So Kind of fun there. And then another little bit of tidbitty Marvel news, rumors. Um, there's a rumor that it looks like from their slate, because Marvel likes to do a lot of um, just untitled projects, and you just have to figure out what it is. But it's looking like one of the untitled projects might be another Avengers title. 
Um, so like we've got in phase five, we've got Ant-Man Quantumania, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Secret Invasion is coming up sometime this year, Loki season two. Um, we're still waiting for when Echo's coming out, but there looks like there's going to be a Mephisto um, special maybe. Um, we know Marvel's is happening. Um, there's a lot of stuff pointing that there's going to be another special thing where Sentry might be coming into play. Um, we know Ironheart's next year, Daredevil's next year, Captain America's next year, more I Am Groot, Thunderbolts, Deadpool 3, Wonder Man, Man Thing potentially. Next year's will be crazy. Um, but as we go through... As crazy it, as, ne- as... Yeah, really? Sounds like, like 2025, 2024, this is going to be the real craziness. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of stuff, but it's looking like we might end up getting... Um, another Avengers. So not just King Dynasty and Secret Wars, but there could be another Avengers hidden there somewhere. And a lot of people are thinking it's gonna be Avengers Forever. Hmm. Would be what they would what I they like would. to see them do a real life version of resurrect the multiverse group. They could. No? They, they might. I mean there's that would also very well into an Avengers Forever kind of scenario. Yeah. And there's also a look to that we might get a Nomad TV series that they could bring Chris back uh, Chris Evans back. Interesting. As as Nomad. But that might be a a parallel um, world. Yeah, so. that made more sense because you really can't fit that into the current MCU. Yeah. So anyway, some fun um, little Marvel um, rumors and tidbits there. So what do you guys think? Do you want another Avengers title? I like to see one that sets up maybe more closely setting up the young Avengers kind of thing. Oh, we're totally getting that. There's no way. We're no, I, I just think that would be an interesting thing to set up. Yeah. You know, something more like that would be interesting. Well, Someone has some thoughts on more titles, and that someone will be someone who runs Disney, Mr. Bob Iger, who recently said sequels work well, but do you really need a third or fourth movie? Do you? Mm. Do you need one? (laughs) So Marvel and Disney, they might be pulling back and like do a couple of movies here and there and then introduce new characters. So Mr. Iger's actual quote, um, what we have to look at in Marvel is not necessarily the volume of Marvel storytelling, but how many times do we go back to the well on certain characters? Sequels typically work well for us, but do you need a third or fourth, for instance? Or is it time to turn to other characters? There's nothing in any way inherently off in terms of the Marvel brand. I just think we have to look at what characters and stories we are mining. So. It feels like a shot across the bow at Ant-Man and Thor. A lot of people think it is because yeah. of Ant-Man, because Ant-Man didn't do well. But I predict, this is my prediction, write it down, reference this episode later. Um, I think when Ant-Man Quantumania hits Disney+, Plus, it is going to be a huge hit for them. I think the numbers are going to be through the roof. I think it's going to be people who were like, I don't have time to see it. This looks weird, but it's on Disney+, Plus now, so I'll just watch it. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be, I think it's going to be huge. But there's the question is, what does Disney Plus views equal in terms of finance for them where box office is still where the money's made, right? We will never know because they will never <laughs> tell us. We don't even know what, how it works for Netflix. So that's true. So anyway, that was some those morons hired the guys who bombed Game of Thrones at the end. They hired a lot of people who they shouldn't hire. Yeah. Um. Speaking of doing things that you shouldn't do, let's turn our attention from Disney over to our friend David Zaslov. We should have a jingle like Zaslov watch or like, what did he do? That's our Zaslov. That's our Zaslov. That's what we're going to do from here on out this segment. That's our Zaslov. 
I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. That's our Zasloff. All right. So in this week's That's Our Zasloff, HBO, Warner Brothers, they own an IP called Batman. And it's a great, amazing IP. And if you own Batman, maybe you should have it on your streaming service. But no, our Zasloff has decided that Batman the Cape Crusader, which is a um, Tim, uh, oh, I can't think what's the name, a, a Bruce Tim joint, mm-hmm. and the guy who did the Batman movie doing a new animated series, HBO Zasloff decided we don't want it on our own streaming service. So Amazon is getting it. And they have so much faith in it. They're like, we'll take two seasons, please. <laughs> so Batman the Cape Crusader is moving from HBO Max to Amazon Prime. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Thoughts? Good for Amazon. Yeah. Is, it is. is. Is this a sign that HBO is going to be absorbed? You think no, at some point? No. I mean, is HBO starting to to flounder in the water here like, no he he likes um like unscripted content that's all this is he wants to get move away from scripted content and back into reality tv basically that's because he's he ran um discovery channel shows he wants property brothers on everything yeah but i don't know that that's gonna be what <laughs> that's not what hbo is known for that's not the brand he took over you know i mean i know now you understand why everyone's like, HBO's what is Zaslav well. doing? Yeah. So well, I'm glad you mentioned that HBO is doing well. Well, was. Let me let me make sure I, I put a past tense there because I don't know anymore. <sighs> I'm assuming it is not doing as well as they thought it would be doing at this point. So I want <laughs> to say I want to say that Last of Us is doing gangbusters for them and some of the highest rated stuff they've had in years. Mm-hmm. But in the that other scripted news, show, gross. And <laughs> and other news of that's our Zaslov. Warner Brothers Discovery has decided that HBO shouldn't be in the name of their new service. What? Warner <laughs> Brothers Discovery is planning to remove the name of HBO from its streaming service as the company believes it will help drive subscriber growth. So it'll just be like Max or Discovery Max. But I don't know about you. But HBO to me generally means quality. I may not like the show, but the quality is usually there. Agreed. Yeah. Can I can I offer a theory about what I think they might be what might be in their thought process? Drugs? I think that it's in their thought process. Okay. Something similar to what Disney, since Disney is Disney Plus, and underneath that, you've got Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's t- the cat's out of that bag for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way too much. And this would probably do more confusion than good. Oh, yeah. It is going to way confuse people. I mean, like, like think about, like, you know, the fact that I sometimes forget Paramount Plus exists because I'm like, oh, it's not CBS All Access anymore. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, that's, well, that's, right. that's, a, that's a that's a that's a yeah, that's another problem is changing your name constantly. But getting yes. rid of the thing that people associate you with and like you we can see here um, the company um, in a earnings call he referred to the the um, the service as beam are they going to change the name to beam because that's just dumb i'm not going to turn i'm not going to be like honey let's watch beam let's watch we got a blank we got a beam in to watch the last of us 
Can we call it plank or maybe we should call it something else like um frame? I think they should studs. They should go retro and call it home box office. I mean I would like that too. I think that, like, that actually would be a really fun, interesting like play. you want to like, rebrand yeah. yourself, keep your brand. Everyone who knows HBO and the quality of HBO knows home box mm-hmm. office. But if you're trying to aim towards kids, open up the name again and now yeah, they could say it's HBO. Sure, I get it, but like it kind of takes on a different name when you say home box office. You know, yeah. it, it feels like a service again. Yeah. It it actually feels like I would go to an app called home box office. Yes. And and my understanding from some of the things he's done, because I, I, I mentioned I think it was like two weeks ago that they were gonna they were gonna start moving some of their stuff to TNT. So they were gonna do um edited down versions of like True Blood. Basically take out all the sex and violence and <laughs> put it on TV. Oh, yeah. My understanding is the ratings for that have been abysmal because oh, no, no one wants to watch <laughs> True Blood with no violence, just no blood or no sex. You I mean, are, are you watching that wait, show? The ratings you get. Didn't you say they're going to do that with like Game of Thrones? Too? Yeah, they want to do it with Game of Thrones too. Oh that, my I mean, god, that's going to be like two minute episodes. <laughs> like I want to see the super cut. They should do a Nickelodeon edit of real sex. Uh, <laughs> I would, I, I, I would, I would totally tune in for the first episode of the Nickelodeon edit of real sex just to see how that airs. Like what, what's left? The nickel. It's the it's the uh, Paw Patrol on real sex <laughs> crossover. <laughs> the Discovery brand of a uh, of a uh, taxi cab confessions. <laughs> oh, well, that, so the Discovery brand of taxi cab confessions would be would actually the, come. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say it has to be um, the property brothers like driving around. Oh Lord, <laughs> it's them like they're trying. To... Property start, brothers in Westeros. Let's let's drive around. Let, let, we're going to drive around the neighborhood. We're going to show you <laughs> the different lots that you can buy, <laughs> and then the people just instead of talking about their cars, they're talking about their sex lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you know what it is. It's property brothers meets car. Carpool karaoke sex lives. That would be very weird. <laughs> very weird. Um, uh, I apologize for anyone for new gigs soon. From what I... he, he does. Um, I apologize for anyone who's been hearing the loud popping of peas. I turned the gain down on my mic, so I apologize to anyone. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's our Zaslov. And in the final, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, he's no, no, you don't have to be sorry. And it's I, not, he's an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Really like, is. what the hell? Why did you buy like, HBO? It's like, he's like the Elon Musk of like, oh, he is the Elon Musk. Right now. It's like, why did you buy this? Like, what did you want from this? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. He desperately need attention or something. Cause that's, we know that's why Elon bought, you know. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Elon bought it because of the story that broke like what a few weeks ago, I think, or maybe a month, where it's like he forced his engineers to change the algorithm to promote his tweets. Well, that's like, why he bought. He just, basically he it bought it because like he had it. to. No, he bought it because he was forced well, to yeah, buy there's it. That too. He made a joke, <laughs> and then you got out of hand, and then they're like, okay, and then he had to buy it, so he had to come up with the money, and then he started crowd surfing it all to his friends about, hey, what should I do? Because I don't have a clue, and then it ended up being he got it. And then he got pissed because he couldn't figure out why the algorithm wasn't making him more getting more impressions or attention that he wanted. And it was just like, oh, God, dude. Yep. What it was about. Yep. And kids, this is why you don't joke about 
420. That's right. You don't <laughs> joke about 420. But you know what, kids, you can do? Kids, you. I was going to make a, a reference, but I just realized that would have been horribly wrong where I was about to go with that. Let's just jump to the next news story. The last <laughs> news story is they are going to do. Leave a, that in. <laughs> no, yes, leave it in. Leave it in. Because uh, I want everyone to think in their mind, what was the joke I'm about to make? As I tell you, that I want Eliz- <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is going to do a sequel series to the Flintstones called Bedrock. And she will be leading the cast and it will be. Fred and Wilma, Barney and Betty are at retirement age in Bedrock. And Elizabeth Banks will be playing Pebbles. Mr. Stapler Man himself will Steven be playing. Stephen Root will be playing Fred. Wow. Wait, go back up. Let me see that cast. I, I am. I'm just getting the names because it's right. hidden by this oh, dumb thing. There we go. Now I can do it. Amy Sedaris will be Wilma. All right. All right. Nicole Bayer will be Betty. Okay. Um, Joe Trujillo. I don't know who he is. Um, he'll be Barney. Oh no, he you um he was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. And Reno Nine One One. Didn't see that either. Was I didn't I don't I last season, last two seasons. Oh, okay. Right. And then we've got um Manny Oh Jacinto Jacinto Jacinto. Um, he will be playing Bam Bam. Amazing oh, the cast. From, okay, the, guy from the Good Place. Yeah. Okay. Look. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you something real quickly. Great. You're right. Great cast. Why the fuck are we making this? Because they want to make an adult bedrock, adult Flintstone. But my understanding is it's not going to be like the Velma show where it's like adult. It's just going to be bringing it back. It's a huge IP, John. Well, yeah, I know it's stupid, but it's a huge IP. And under Elizabeth Banks, I am totally down. Is is it going to be live action? Yeah, and then it goes like Charlie's Angels, and she'll just complain about it. It's it's going to be animated. I think it, I think it could work because everything Elizabeth Banks has done for the most part has been solid. Not everything. Name something that she's did that didn't was Charlie's solid. Angels. Charlie's Angels got really good reviews, so it was still yeah, stunk up the box office. Well, that's because it was also like right around COVID and stuff. Yeah, she's just trying the cocaine bear. That's what she's doing. Hey, uh, she, well, she, oh, was she also got her. That? I forgot about that, right? Yeah, she, she wrote and directed Cocaine Bear. She also did Bumper in Berlin, um, the spinoff series for mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect. In fairness, I think she directed the last two of the Pitch Perfect, and like three was pretty bad. Don't get me wrong; I love Elizabeth Banks. I just think that sometimes there are just some things. I think this is. I just work. don't think are going to work, but we'll see. I, we'll I, see. I, I I'm willing to bet this is going to be pretty big. I, think I don't know that I have a. I don't know that I have a very strong opinion about this. I'm I'll be curious to see it. I'll be curious to see it. Not like I love Flintstones. I'm not like saying it's gonna be great. I just think it's gonna do better than people think. That's what I All right. I'm I mean, with. if I'm gonna put my lean on anybody, it would be it would be Steven Root, but he's gonna be amazing as Fred Flintstone. Let's be honest. All right. He is gonna be amazing as Fred Flintstone. Well, that is our news. And this week we don't have anyone who wrote in. Why did you not write in, guys? You could have written in. You can write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. We wanted to know what you thought of our Oscar episode, mm-hmm. but you didn't write in. So I scribbled something on with some crayons and a piece of paper, but I don't think that counts. I Does was not to count. see if anyone was pissed that we surprised them with the Oscar episode because we didn't we didn't really advertise that. I, I'm kind of curious too, but you know, we'll <laughs> like, see. Where was our normal episode? 
<laughs> what happened? He gave us this four-hour episode, and he just kept t- talking about, will this person get slapped? Will this person get slapped? And then I have to remind you that I didn't say, will they get slapped? I said, this Oscar slaps. <laughs> so, not my fault. So, let's move For all over. your your bad Oscar jokes, go back an episode, folks. We're That's not right. Them again here. <laughs> there's, there's some banger <laughs> jokes there, I promise you. You will see why we are called the Not Funny Guys. Mm. There were some banger jokes, especially when we were watching the um, musical performance for RRR. Not to, not to, best mm-hmm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. That was probably my favorite. Anyway, let's move on to some of the shit we watched this week. Or I should say the shit that I watched this week. <laughs> so if you remember, everyone, last week we watched some Captain. Well, I watched some Captain America movies and we all watched Fantastic Four. And if you want to hear thoughts on that one, go back to the Oscar episode. <laughs> this week, it was all dedicated to the Incredible Hulk from 1977 with Mr. Bill Bixby. So I watched The Incredible Hulk, The Incredible Hulk Married, which is an ep- two episodes of the show. We all watched The Incredible Hulk Returns, and then I watched Trial of the Incredible Hulk. So let me give you a little bit of a rundown and some thoughts that I had. And I had thoughts. <laughs> all right. So Incredible Hulk, the pilot. Um, I'm just going to say I love the pilot. I'm just going to go and flat out say I love it, and it still holds up today. Um, you have Mr. Bill Bixby playing Bruce Banner. Or, sorry, David Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzanne Sullivan, who was Fred's mom in Big Hero 6, the animated show. She's also in the TV show Castle. She played Dr. Marks. Oh. Jack Colvin, um, who was in Child's Play, plays Jack McGee, the reporter. And then this guy named Lou Ferrigno. No, I'm just kidding. Lou Ferrigno, nice man. I've met him before. Um, plays the Incredible Hulk. Um, Costume-wise, the Hulk looks like the Hulk. I'm just going to say it. Um, the villain of this pilot, and basically the whole show, um, is Jack McGee. It's a reporter. David is always running from the reporter and everything. He's always running from the reporter. He's running away from the Goebbels-inspired mainstream media. Yes. Um, uh, you're singing the Lonely Man thing? I love the Lonely Man. I think I might actually have been doing the Jurassic Park. Or something. You, you, you were, but I knew what you were going for. That was Jurassic Park. But um, So the, the pilot opens up very ominous, like this crazy ominous music. And then it like turns into this dream sequence where... You're seeing David's life with his wife, and everything is so beautiful, so great. Their honeymoon, they ride um, like horses together. They're out doing stuff. It's beautiful. It's great. Oh, they're getting in a car. Oh, I love this. I love going for a car ride. Man, it, the weather's turned. Oh no, what's happened? They're in a car crash, a really bad car crash. This is awful. Oh my God, we're watching David get thrown out of the car, and his wife is dying. Such a happy montage. It was so that's happy. Like, what, the first five minutes? That's like the first two minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's how the show opens. And it, it's like it it builds up your feelings so much. And then when they kill her off, and like when she when David's thrown out of the car, he tries to go lift it to pick it up, but he can't. Mm. Car catches on fire. Um, David can't get her, she dies because he's not strong enough. Um, thankfully it's a it's a dream memory but you're like oh man your life sucks so then we kind of find out that david is studying strength so in the comic books he gets his powers from 
a bomb, a gamma bomb that goes off. Um, and this one, he's studying super strength. And so he's just trying to figure out like, because what, how to unlock human potential, yeah, how to unlock the human potential because he wasn't able to lift the car. It's Correct. Been, it's been bugging him for years now. We can Yes. Okay. And so he does studies and, and he interviews this one woman who the exact same thing happened to her, except for it was her son trapped in the car, but she's able to lift the car up and get her son out. Ooh, dig David dig. And this is where I realized that why trigger warnings exist because David gets so upset and has to run out of the room because it hurts him so much. I'm um, finding this out. So trigger warning. He had more adrenaline than he did. She did. Um, so David's trying to figure out why did this, and they start to look at um, DNA and they notice that on their uh, microscope, it, Someone in the lab has adjusted the microscope. So instead of doing like 300 times, it does a million times magnification. Whoa. And he marks it with a white piece of tape that will come in um, play later. Mm-hmm. And so they look at it and they're like, oh, their, their DNA is slightly different. And David's like, that's it. That's got to be it. Let's check my DNA. And they check it and his DNA is exactly the same. So he's like, oh, I got nothing. This doesn't help. So then later that night, David's like, thinking to himself and looking at stuff. And he has this idea, sunspots, gamma radiation, that has to be it. And so he decides, oh, we've got this machine that I can pump gamma rays through something. Wait, I'll get in this machine. What what leads him to the conclusion of, of it's got to be this? That's the that's the key. Obviously, it's this. He, he just has the thought. He's just looking at his notes, listening, like laying back people's interviews in their heads. And he's just thinking. And all of us, someone says gamma. He like reads gamma and it starts to trigger like maybe a sunspot could have happened. Um, so he does check. And all of those do correspond with sunspots with gamma rays. So he's got like this idea in play. So he decides, I'm going to get in this chair thing, and I'm going to, you know, get myself some gamma rays. Sure. You know, I don't need a lead vest. I'm going to get in this big chair. And he turns up the dial, not to 10, uh, not to 100,000 gamma rays, uh, like 100,000 bits or something. I forgot the exact term they use. Um, not 200,000. I'll go up to the top as far as it goes, which is 300,000, you know, where this white tape is. So he gives himself the 300,000 bits of radiation. But here's not megahertz. It's not megahertz. Okay. I don't remember. I, wanna, I think they could say bits. I should have written it down. I think they say bits. Um, so he gets into the chair and it, it is really cool visuals how like everything is opening up and it's prepping. Is Beautifully it shot. Motion? It's <laughs> no, it's in real time almost. And he sets it with like a two minute timer. So we watch him like getting in and setting himself up. He takes the time to strap himself in. I don't know why. Um, so this scene you saw on the buckle up for safety, the yeah. First blast is a doozy, yeah. What you watch the opening for Return of the Hulk, this is mm-hmm. the whole yeah. sequence that they're showing. Uh, so the he, Incredible Hulk Returns, thank you very much. Thank you, the Incredible Hulk Returns. Um, he, as we're seeing that, we see him getting his radiation, but the number goes past 300,000, it goes past a million, it goes up to two million, and he gets pumped with radiation. <laughs> And then he gets on the machine and he goes to pick up a ch- like a, this table and he can't pick up the table. It didn't work. It gave him no strength. His theory is ruined. So he gets in the car to drive home. It's pouring down rain. And then he gets a flat tire, which Just makes me tank. think like, hell, if I would, my theory failed, 
I'm driving in the rain. I get a flat tire. I got to change the flat tire. I would Hulk out too. And all that's <laughs> enough to piss him off. And he hulks out for the first time and destroys his car. Um, and the tension <laughs> is great in this with the music and everything. The first transformation is great going to the white eyes that he does his clothes mm-hmm. um, the way they rip the clothes. It's really cool. They actually do. It takes about twenty-eight minutes. It feels like in the uh, the Incredible Hulk returns that first one. So is that the case here for the first um, slow motion 20, 20 minutes per rip? Oh, for the very first time he does yes. And this is actually, if you can see on, um, I think I'm showing it to you guys. Um, you should well, be able to better. See. That looks like better graphics already. Yeah, th- this is um the first time he does it. So I love how they always do the white eyes. Um, that looks like actually that looks like Lou in that image to me so they start to do some makeup on david so mm-hmm. it's still bill bixby but they actually do some makeup to help him like change stronger jawline yeah and so here he is in the machine um which again you saw in the in the thing um so he chokes out and so he when they the way they light him so eric i don't know if you know this in the comic books originally in the first six issues he's gray and it was because I of like a, a print error thing um, with the green ink. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually does look gray in the first transformation, um, which this is what he looked like in 1977 in the comic books. So you can actually see as a reference okay. um, where he is. And then obviously Mr. Ferrigno there. Um, so he chokes out, destroys his car, goes off, wakes up, and he's like, oh, what happened? It, and it's an it's an amazing, amazing scene um oh sorry i've skipped a spot before he this is what you saw in the trailer the frankenstein moment they almost recreate that whole thing from the first frankenstein before he oh, turns yeah. back to david the, the little um, girl at the lake and yes and all that. Okay. so the difference where it's different in frankenstein the monster throws her in mm-hmm. to the water i'm um, thinking she'll float like the flowers she's throwing in mm-hmm. um this time the girl's like in a canoe and she like freaks out and then flips over and so then she's there. Hulk's trying to save her by holding up a big branch. But the father comes in, freaks out, shoots him. And then he runs off. Then he wakes up. Um, when he wakes up, he talks to um, Dr. Marcus or Dr. Marks. And yeah, Dr. Marks, um, she's like, oh, you were shot. How were you shot? I don't know. I was just shot. What, David, when were you shot? Like this morning. David, it's like three days old. You're healing already. <laughs> oh. Um, so it's all this um, stuff. And then that's this is when we kind of get like the long um, exposition, exposition, exposition. Yeah, exposition, exposition. <laughs> um, we start to get the lonely man theme. What will become the lonely man theme starts to play for the first time in the lab. So David decides, hey, we've got this lab where they built this basically underwater sub and it can hold all this pressure. So we're going to put me in that and that'll contain the Hulk. I can't do anything. He knows that he's changed, but he doesn't know what he's become yet. No one's seen it. Um, so he's in there and he's got all these doodads and stuff hooked up to him. This is, um, Dr. Marks right there, um, and David. Um, so he's in the machine Well, he gets this bright idea. Hey, I know let's try to make me like Hulk out and go strong. So they decide to recreate what he remembered from the night. So he has her turn off the lights in the machine, in the the little sub thing. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, Oh, it was raining. Let me open the water valves. Oh, now they make it rain inside the thing. Then he's like, oh, there was lightning. Oh, go cut the power. And I'm going to make an, I'm going to cut the wires. So that when you turn the power back on, it's going to cause arcs and there'll be electricity in the air. That'll make me change. Right. 
So she does it. Nothing happens. They sit there for an hour. He goes <laughs> to sleep. He starts to dream about his dead wife. And then he hulks out in his sleep <laughs> and then destroys the thing. Six inch um, glass and he punches through it like it's nothing. Um, he eventually gets out. Um, and then Does he, like, it's end up hurting the woman. No, um, he she's like soft. I don't want to say soft enough. Like her voice is soft enough that, and she's like trying to like be as gentle as possible is the best way. Like, mm. like not make herself seem threatening. And the Hulk senses it enough okay. that he doesn't like hurt her or anything. And then he eventually changes back. So then she can tell David, "Hey, you came this big green thing and destroyed this." Mm. While that's going on. A certain reporter, Mr. McGee, right here from the first episode, you can actually see how young he looks compared to what you guys saw. Um, he gets word of it. And then so he goes and he's trying to like figure out what's going on. They won't let him into the lab. So, of course, what happens? He sneaks into the lab. He hides in the broom closet. Mm-hmm. And then David finds him. And then David like starts to get upset. This is where you hear the don't make me angry. You won't like me if I'm angry uh-huh. line while they're having that conversation outside. After David's pulled him out, Jack had knocked over something in the broom closet that catches fire. And so Dr. Mark's closet? What, like a cigarette. No, he drops. Um, he basically knocks over a big thing of chemicals and it like leaks out and then catches fire. Uh-huh. Um, Dr. Marks is inside while they're outside talking. And an explosion happens. The place catches on fire. So he runs in there to save her and hulks out. And then he doesn't find out. Like, he pulls her out, but she dies. Everyone thinks that, you know, the monster killed her. Because that's what the reporter starts to say. Like, hey, the monster killed her. Um, She does confess her love to David, but while he's Hulk. So when he turns Mm -hmm. back, he has, like... So Hulk's holding her. She confesses her love. She dies. Hulk gets up, walks away. David turns oh, oh back. Well. <laughs> Basically, that's kind of what happens. Um, David turns. He turns back to David. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the um, the funeral, which um, is where we see. That's actually where you see the headstone that says David Bruce Banner because they think he died too, and they think the monster killed him and then he everyone leaves the grave site he goes up and he's like oh dr marks i love you i i think you loved me too but i'll i guess i'll never know um but us as the audience knows so all of this happened we wouldn't have the series we wouldn't have the movie you watched we wouldn't have anything else if jack mcgee hadn't hidden the broom closet to be a nosy reporter look at that so um, that is that. I really like this movie. I've seen this several, several times. It holds up very well. Um, it's not horribly dated. Um, it, ju- it just works for me personally. I really like it a lot. When you hear where I put it in my rankings in a little bit, you're going to be like, wow, you have problems because you probably ranked this too high. But I did. So the other ones real quick, um, I'll be much briefer on the others because that was just the I just wanted to give you a little bit more reference to what you watched. Mm hmm. So Incredible Hulk Married, it is the first two episodes of season two. Um, we're, we still got Jack Colvin. We still got David, um, Bill Bixby. We still got Lou. Um, the The villain of this actually isn't Jack for once. The villain's a hurricane and mental illness. And that's the villain of this. 
So David goes to Hawaii to find this doctor who is who can help him as like a hypnotherapist. Maybe she can help hypnotize him mm-hmm. to control the Hulk. She has something which we never find out exactly what she has, but it's a disease that David happens to be an expert on. And so he's like talking to her. Um, she doesn't know it's him yet. And she's, he's like, Oh, you have, Oh, sorry. She tries to talk to her first. Sorry. I skipped a spot. Tries to talk to her. She goes, no, she goes home. She starts to convulse falls on the floor because David's like stalking her to get her help to help. He's there and sees her through like the window on the floor. And he like bursts into her house and saves her. So now she's willing to talk to him. And during this, she, he's, like, oh, you have this particular thing. Oh, you know, I hear there was this scientist who was really good who knew this. And she's like, oh, yeah, this, this David Banner, he was really great, but he died. And he's like, yeah, did he? And she's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you him? Yes, I'm him. Blah, 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 blah. They start talking. They start helping each other. They fall in love. The episode Married, the title called Married. But then we start to find out whatever she has makes her go loopy. And like almost have a split personality because at one point in time, David, oh, it's so cringy. Oh, I have to bring it up. David's like going to cook her dinner. And I, I, I'm i not even trying to do the accent because so it's so she offensive. Has mental, she has, yeah, the, she mental has the mental issue. issue. Um, right before we learned this, they're going to cook some food and David does the worst Asian accent ever. Oh dear. Yeah, it's like cringy bad. And then she starts to do it too. Oh dear. And then he's like, I gotta go get a walk, you know? And like it's it's this whole horrible thing. So he goes out to get food. Food. He comes back and she's gone. And this is when we figure out that something's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And then she has gone to a bar and she's like hitting on men and she's gonna go like have this foursome. Well, and okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. David follows her to the bar, and then he or follows her to the bar, and then the bar people, the bartender's like, "Oh, she went home with this uh, these other two guys and this girl. She seemed really happy." David follows, and like we cut to a small scene where the guy, like, it is very clear. <laughs> well, before you get to that, it's it's like really clear these guys are about to take advantage of her. Like ah. she's just so drunk and all this. Then David shows up and he's like, hey, I want, where's my friend? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's here on her own behalf, which then starts a fight, which then causes the Hulk to come out. He saves her. She finds out about the Hulk and all this. Um, And then they're like, oh, I'll help you still, blah, 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 blah. They get married. And then she has another episode right as a hurricane is hitting. And so he's got to like get her to a hospital to save her life. And as they're driving Problems with the hurricane, car breaks down, get out, he hulks out. Um the, the wind like stops him from being able to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, she dies in his arms again. Oh, Jesus. So David's not meant to have love ever. So that now, is that whole episode. Now, this was part of season two. First two that- episodes of season two of the show. So it, it had to reset, like, hey, we gave him a happy ending. You know what? They ordered season two. Yeah. Let's let's give him a, a bad origin story again type of thing. Yeah. All right. So then we go to what you watched. Or, sorry, the show runs its course. It's 
four seasons. I believe it might be a fifth season. I think it's four seasons. Four seasons. Um, the, right. the show ends, and in 1988, they do The Incredible Hulk Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, then in 1989, they do The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. And then I believe it's 90, they do The Death of the Incredible Hulk, which we'll talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, 1989, um, it is. All your favorite characters are back, except for Mr. McGee. He is not back. Um, he had a stroke, so the actor Aww. could not actually come back and um, play the character again. Um, but we have joining the cast Mr. John Reese davies as playing um, Mr. Wilson Fisk, um, who, Eric, if you um, know who that is, that would be the Kingpin yeah. himself. Yeah. So the Kingpin from the comics. Here's the time period. Let me show you Kingpin in this movie. There is the Kingpin himself, Mr. Wilson Fisk, played by John Reese davies <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, spot on. No spot notes. Spot on, yeah. No <laughs> notes whatsoever. Now, I want to point out, we have, this is Daredevil, all right? Uh-huh. We got Mr. Daredevil. Here's Daredevil again from the time period mm-hmm. all right we got mr daredevil and so in this show we have rex smith playing matt murdoch and what does daredevil look like in this Nailed this is it. daredevil <laughs> now what i will say john correct me if i'm wrong this does kind of look like the frank miller daredevil there's a little bit where he's in a black suit they kind of yeah. looks like this this did come first, though. Before that, <laughs> this yeah. makes me actually think of the um the a lot of the first season of the Netflix Daredevil, where he had kind of the bandana uh, yes. versus an actual suit. And let me just tell you, there is um one of your favorite things about oh, that. Sh- there is a hallway Jesus. scene fight, in um in this with Daredevil. Nice, nice. Got it. Oh, back it, it has to be pilots. <laughs> yeah, this was a backdoor pilot. I don't know if I mentioned that a second ago. This was a backdoor pilot. They were going to uh, do a whole thing, um. I'm just jump to the end. Kind of Kingpin gets away, mm-hmm. um, so it would have totally been Matt Murdock going after Kingpin with the help of the cops. So, gotcha. Um, that is kind of what would have happened with that. Illegal so, drama. <laughs> so, why is it called the Child of the Hulk? So, basically, it starts off with um, the David is now a construction worker, and they're all dicks to him. And um, <laughs> David is gonna he's gonna leave, and the woman who like runs the construction company is totally trying to sleep with him and david's like i gotta go and she does everything she can to keep him there mm. but he still leaves mm. um so we hear the wonderful lonely man theme there is no opening mm. credits for this one so it doesn't do that this time mm. then we meet matt murdoch pretty early on we just kind of see him in his office environment we don't get happy or anyone or not happy hogan um oh what's his oh i can't think of the guy's name um foggy we don't get foggy nelson or karen in this so they're not here it's just daredevil and fisk um this is also the first live action iteration of both of those characters daredevil and mr fisk okay um so we kind of go through david gets an apartment and he's walking down the street and all of a sudden the music changes lets you know these are some bad guys and they have this plan to rob this bank as we're, you're going to find out really quickly they go into the bank they put on like these masks all these other people have masks on inside the bank it's actually a really ingenious plot to how they're going to do this bank robbery. Fisk is walking them through this. They have a certain amount of time. They have diversions. They get out really quick. Um, then while that's happening, David is getting into a subway car and he's going to ride 
to wherever the fuck he's going. Doesn't really matter. He's getting the subway car. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are on in the car causing problems. And this woman behind him is like, Hey, will you please sit next to me? I don't want like pretend we're a couple. I don't want these guys to and he David doesn't do anything, and the guys sit next to her and start to pick a fight, which as you can imagine is a horrible thing on a train and a subway with <clears throat> David Banner. He hulks out, causes huge problems, he runs off. The cops show up. The cops follow the Hulk, and somehow, between them following Hulk, it like calms down enough, and he turns back to David. And the cops find him. David gets arrested for murder because someone mm. had gotten murdered. So that is why it's the trial of the Hulk. His lawyer is Matt Murdock. Um, we've discovered that Matt Murdock has these extra senses, but we don't know much about what's going on yet. And then um, the woman is in the hospital and so david goes to talk to her be like hey or sorry david's talking to um sorry matt is talking to david and is like hey there's this witness and he's like great she'll confirm that i didn't do anything and matt's like oh no 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 she says you did it all and he's like that's not true so matt goes to talk to her we find out she's being coerced um matt senses something's wrong so matt stays and becomes daredevil we see daredevil he saves her life then we go to this courtroom scene where it's like all this yelling and like all of a sudden, like you get this wonderful scene of David hulking out as people are asking him questions. And then we have um, oh, that, Hulk that was, in front of the American flag. <laughs> yeah. Hulk in front of the American flag. Um, there was um, Matt Murdock. Um, so we have him hulking out causes a huge thing, but this is where we get ladies and gentlemen, the first Stan and Stan watch and Lee's first ever live screen appearance as, I'm sure that's um, not the guy called... from uh from from <laughs> Doctor Strange. It's not the guy from Doctor Strange. <laughs> not him. But I do like the woman behind him like, oh my he's so <laughs> green. Who looks this... like she's wearing a wig on top <laughs> of a wig. <laughs> yes, she does. And this woman's like, mm bottom of my biscuits. I want this green guy. <laughs> Uh, so very um we got our stay and watch um i'm thinking to myself like oh my god the world now knows that david banner is the hulk yeah and then we learned this is a dream and then uh, i'm like wait a minute he's in prison why isn't he hulked out every five seconds right um and while i'm thinking this he hulks out because he's uh, in prison and he breaks he out. realizes he's like wait a minute what's going on oh no <laughs> right right oh I, my note real quick for when he hulks out this is my thought uh-huh. in real time the world should know now who the hulk is this should be all over fox news <laughs> woke lib freaks out after being triggered by tough questions that would be the guy around. he gets out he goes to matt murdoch and matt murdoch's like hey you just broke out of jail i should probably turn you in but i'm gonna help you I'm also a superhero. Um, and then they team up to go and fight uh, Mr. Fisk. They try the first time. Fisk manages to use sounds to stop Daredevil. Mm-hmm. They go back a second time. This is when we get the Daredevil hallway scene oh. that I know you love, Eric. Um, not as good as the Netflix version. Kingpin runs away, gets up to the roof. He has a helicarrier, or sorry, heli- a hovercraft on top of the roof on a skyscraper, and he just goes off the side and flies away. 
Sure, and why not? Murdoch's like, no, I will catch you one day. <laughs> um, and that's kind of it. I got to go to 8, 7 Central. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> and, that's, and that's kind of it. That's honestly kind of how it ends. It was like that weird how it kind of happens. Um, but that was Trial of the Incredible Hulk. All right. So there we go. So we're going to take a moment from this before we talk about something that is kind of enjoyable to me anyway. I know you guys may not have liked it, but I enjoyed it. Um, the next one we're going to talk about. <laughs> but before we get there, let's take a moment to hear about a, a library and see how Eric somehow tied it into the movies that we were watching. <laughs> All right. So does anyone want to take a guess as to how this one might have tied in this time around? Um, does it have Gamma in the title? No, no, it does not. Does it have David in the title? No, no, it doesn't. Okay, tell me what you got. So John doesn't want to play. Poor John. He hates us. He does. Um, <laughs> He's so like, this you took one, too long. So this one exists um, based on the introduction of a character, I believe, his first live appearance, though you may be correcting me on that in, in, in the next segment here. Uh, but when we see this character... Uh, who is uh, playing Thor. Uh, that is actually played by uh, Eric Allen Kramer. And yeah. Eric Allen Kramer was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice. So that also, you to... are correct, by the way. I just want to mm-hmm. say that. Oh, good, good, good. I thought that was probably the significance of us watching it. Um, so the Grand Rapids Public Library. Uh, and I'm speaking, of course, of the main branch here, which is in... Uh, uh, obviously, Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's a uh, zip code four nine five zero three. Excuse me. This uh, this uh, this is obviously in about the heart of downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, it serves about five hundred thousand patrons a year. Uh, it actually has a pretty interesting history in terms of the general library uh, organization, but also the library itself. So, back in December of eighteen seventy one, the Grand Rapids Public Library opened the uh, to the public, but on the second floor of a, a Leonard and Sons dry goods store, uh, and only had a single librarian, Miss Frances. Holcomb, shout out Francis. Um, however, the library did grow in popularity, and as the city's population expanded, so did uh, uh, the you know the community who rallied against or uh, sorry around the building and and to get them more space and an adequate sort of public library. Uh, so ultimately, in 1904, the flagship building opened. Uh, the flagship building, the being the main branch I'm speaking of now. It is uh, just some of the pictures I saw is quite beautiful. Um, and it is set up, uh, so this is part of where it's near, it is set up on the Veterans Memorial Park. It is kind of one of the the, the, the places along the, the sort of park. Uh, it is also, that park is also kind of a, I want to call it a courtyard from the looks of it, but it, it kind of has that feel of a multiple, you know, um, multiple museum sort of courtyard because one of the other uh, neighbors of, of on that courtyard is the Grand Rapids Children's Museum as well as the Grand Rapids Civic Theater and the School for the Theater Arts. So long story short, uh, that's the Grand Rapids Public Library, the main branch downtown uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And that's our library for the week, folks. Public Library. Go check it out. That's pretty awesome. I love it. I oh, love quick it. fun fact. It's yep. back. It, it's one of the libraries that fall in the one to five category. So any day between one and five, you can go to that library. I love that you're keeping track of that. I hope there's a spreadsheet <laughs> we see some point in time in the future of this weird tracking. Um, thank you, everyone. Now we will take a quick little hiatus 
or Mr. Evans or Mr. Linebarger to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so now let's jump to The Incredible Hulk Returns. So this was a backdoor pilot. Um, this one took place before the trial of The Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk backdoor pilot. They wanted to branch out and make their own what we would think of as MCU. Um, and it was going to have Thor and then would have had Daredevil. And I forgot. There was another character. It might have been Captain America they were going to do. And I know they were gonna. They were trying to get um, Spider Man. They were trying to get um, the company that was doing the Spider Man stuff to play ball, but it didn't. It fell through, so they weren't able to get Spider Man. So we would have had a backdoor pilot for the MCU universe, and then um, the Thor one would have basically been like him just going place to place in case of the week type stuff. So I'm just gonna tell you right now. No notes. Love it. Love this. This is one of my favorite things. I honestly do love this bad movie. No notes. Oh, God. Well, you guys. I wish I told you my wife said. My wife was like, that movie was horrible. And I was like, it's not as bad as Doctor Strange. And she's like, really? I was like, really? Yeah. But I almost ended up watching it in Spanish. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Eric, what did you think? What did you think? Your first reaction? It was pretty bad across the board i mean it was a really bad story really weird plot points um rachel hated it in terms of you know my wife watched it with me too um i hated the thor character until i didn't (laughs) i I know that's that's kind of that's like a true thing like you hate him and then you're like i kind of like him so did you know eric kramer who played thor Mm -hmm. he is little john in robin hood men in tights which is why i gave him the shout out the library yeah (laughs) okay quick thing when you rely on the the, uh, age-old tropes for for incredible hope nightmares haunted Mm -hmm. by his past yep also he's with a woman who he's not gonna end up with at the end because bad things are gonna happen by the way they have some creepy pda those two yes yes they do like Oh, and I love that the plot is let's build a machine that can decay gamma radiation. You know, at first it's like they didn't even understand like what they were doing. I was like, what's this gamma transponder supposed to do? And it was only until Banner sacks about it later to his little tape recorder. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Now I know it is. Thank you, Banner. One of my cute, my, my good points was that thank God Banner explains some shit to me. Yes. Otherwise, I would have been completely lost. He he banner explained. Yeah. yeah, exactly. By the way, this whole Lambert group, the brothers, not well explained. No. Not well defined. Their no. connection to the bad guys, the whole plot is just like, did someone cut that and leave it on the editing floor? Because <laughs> uh, I don't get it. And boy, they had some high-tech stuff like a CD-ROM. Yes, they had some high-tech stuff. Um, and reverse polarization. That's like, yeah. It was very weird. It was very weird. Also, by uh, the way, Donald Blake, before we even know it's Donald Blake, is going around like the creepiest stalker B&E guy yeah. in the world. So you could see you could see my screen. Here's my note. Who's the nerd in the car? Yes. <laughs> why like, is this guy the, in a car? And I'm like, why is he nerd, being he? He's got a grappling nerd, hook. Yeah, the nerd is using a grappling hook. Like, <laughs> and 
And then we find out it's Donald Blake. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Why yeah. are you here? Well, and before that, did you notice? As I have this note, I keep seeing penis on my screen. I'm like, why is there penis on my screen? I just oh, see God, penis. What the hell, man? The machine when it before Blake <laughs> comes in, when it starts to open up, because it's got the big round head, and then it opens up, and I'm like, oh my god, it looks like a giant penis. You know, that's not what I thought about, but now I can't unthink that. So <laughs> I know. Well, I've seen, I was I've, actually thinking about the little head and like fly the navigator. No, or no. like the little ball that comes out of Jabba's palace. Yeah, and, and, and now, god oh, damn it! I, I'm not joking when I say I like this movie. I've seen this movie probably like twenty times. Um, I actually do like this, even though it's bad. Um, but I do have the note: Why did the nerds stop the machine randomly? Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, okay, so yeah, we get we get Blake. He's very weird, very weird Blake, and we get that really weird how he gets the hammer, which I, go I don't know if cave. you. He goes into a cave that looks like a vagina. He's standing <laughs> there in the vagina. Also, he if you notice, dead body basically. Yeah, in in the cuts when you see him going up the mountain, he's wearing like an orange coat, but then when he's inside the vagina, he's wearing blue. <laughs> Like, I don't understand like the cuts of this movie. Then he gets Thor's hammer, and then you don't believe me, it's in the bag. And so David like opens up the bag because he's worthy, he picks up Thor's hammer. And it's like, hey, look, I got trope. this hammer. What? Yeah, that's not a trope here. Yeah, it's not a trope in this in this world. Um and why does he have to say there. Odin's name? Why does he also yell? I know, like, you know, that scene later on in the movie where they're going to ambush the bad guys and get the girl back. It's like, oh, look, let's call, let's call Thorin. Oh, let's just give away to everybody that we're here. Look, everybody, we're over here. Yeah, and we should explain something to Eric. Eric is probably wondering, like, oh, this is weird, this Donald Blake guy. In the comic books, Thor was Donald Blake. I had to explain this to my wife. Yeah. I told her about this too. My only problem is why does he not become yes. Thor? That's what it because that's what it is in the book. He would take like this cane and he would yeah, hit it on the ground. And they then made a joke about it in Thor. Thor Ragnarok where he's carrying that stick around, like ah ha ha. Yeah, and he's got it. I believe he's got a name tag too in that scene where it says Blake. He does that in the first movie. Remember, he yeah. wears that name tag. On the outfit her, that Jane gives him, and it's her ex. Yeah, it's her, her ex. So that is where Donald Blake comes from. In this, they decided to split them. While we're talking about the splitting of Weird. them, neither of them look like their comic counterpart. They just go way away from that in this. Um, I mean, Donald Blake looks like he belongs in, like, weird science movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, my God. Like the sweater and everything. It looks like he should be in that movie. He does. Oh, Maybe my God. he can I kill with the guys while Robert Downey Jr. pours a slushy on his head. Yeah. So I, we learned that Thor's a bully God, yeah. after he comes in, but I do appreciate that Thor keeps calling the Hulk a troll. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And they wrecked the lab, which is just bizarre. Like, I just don't get why they wrecked Gratuitous. The yeah. It's just gratuitous. But it is fun to see them fight. It is fun to see like how strong they both kind of are. This does set up. It was super slow motion. The no, it is. Were it... Oh, that was. Uh, awful, but too. I just it mean was like not it's... a fight. <laughs> but I like that it shows that like because we've it, the TV shows established that the Hulk is the Hulk and you can't stop him. He's this big, right. strong thing. This establishes at the very least that Thor is equal to the Hulk. Mm. Like Unless it at least shows that. Dart. 
slow unless you shoot him with the dart. <laughs> yes. Thor is the um, worst in this opening sequence. It he is. And then yeah. but it's not until the biker bar scene where he, like he kind of gets to the okay, I kind of like Thor. Mm-hmm. He he's a party guy. He just wants to go and drink like I don't he's know bro. <laughs> 40 um pitchers of beer. Mm-hmm. While all these women hit on Blake, and Blake's like, oh, "No, leave me alone." I'm just gonna watch this baby. He's a virgin, okay? Let me tell you something. That Donald Blake is a by virgin. Choice. By choice, <laughs> by choice. <laughs> um, he's an incel. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, but I do like that Thor can drink anyone under the table. <laughs> you know, later on, or no, it was before that when they were talking. And he proceeds to pretend to be Banyan, but David's yeah. alter ego to the reporter. Mm-hmm. And then he stabs the beer cans and pours them into a pitcher. Oh, no, that's that's after this. Is that after? Okay. Yeah, because because first they do the he they gotta go back because um his David's girlfriend has to get kidnapped. Oh, and that's it's like right. the weird scene with the helicopter. Where you see the weird slow motion of Thor running, like Baywatch style, running through the causeway. And then they both try to bring down the helicopter and like they can't somehow, which I don't understand how they can't bring down the helicopter. Mm. Um, but then you then you get to the, what you were just talking about, the, the amazing scene of Thor in a towel, just walking around, like, let me open up the beer. I'll flip it upside down and stab it. <laughs> <laughs> and then pour it into the pitcher. But I I do love the scene where he talks to Jack, where he's like, I'm here to see Banyan. Oh, yeah. I am Banyan. <laughs> yeah. That scene also, always makes me laugh. It still makes me laugh. There's a real there's one bit that really weirded <laughs> me out. After he re- Banner becomes himself again, and mm-hmm. apparently Thor can smell him. Mm-hmm. Um he gets a pair of clothes and he has a ten dollar bill. And I'm like, where was that ten dollar bill? Don't ask. Just don't where do you keep that in a capsule up your butt yes yeah, is that where you keep it man just you know don't ask about about that just <laughs> oh god Odin! and they go back to repair the lab and there's like this weird leper analogy that banner starts making yes except that Oh, I'm sorry, not th- there's this idea that Thor can be controlled by Blake, but Hulk cannot be controlled by Banner, is where Hulk Banner starts poking holes in the theory of the analogy. And I don't know why they're picking a leper analogy. He's like, Oh, look, I found somebody who's just like me. Because now 80s. you want to go away. 80s, that's why. Oh god. I do love this. Um, look at look at this, Eric. This is what we had. This is what we have. And thank God yeah. we have the second. <laughs> Sorry, Lizzo, I'm showing them a um, photo of this Thor and Hulk standing next to the MCU Thor and Hulk. Pretty, pretty like similar positions and everything. Whoever, yeah. whoever matched this together did a good job of, of, of really choosing their, their pictures. They did. Yeah. They did. And, and by the way, when we finally start to get any kind of sense that there is a bad guy out there. It's these the one of the oh, brothers, God. which one is it, Zach or whichever one of those Lambert brothers, who is being yeah. nosy, and then all of a sudden there are these bad guys who like out of nowhere had no place yeah, way out of nowhere, and then just appear. It's like oh, they come and try to kidnap the security guards and break in, and then Hulk foils them, and then 
You know, then they come and show up as sheriffs and kidnap the woman. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like it's just all over the place plot wise and God and that little bit. I like that the dog still likes Bannon either when he's Hulk or not. That was kind of cute. Yeah. So that's um, and you guys have any other thoughts on this before I ask you what your final um, thoughts are? Mm, no. I mean, like I said, I, I really did come to like Thor a lot. And I thought like by the end he was I, I really hated the the slow motion everything, including the slow motion racquetball match, which clearly happened in a painted corner of the lab because like oh, they yeah. only showed the corner. <laughs> yeah, those those oh, yeah. are all bad. Oh yeah. Like, slow motion's why? bad. I, I get the slow motion. Like it kind of made sense with Hulk because it's like, oh, if you did it in real time, like even Rachel's like, it'd probably look pretty stupid then. But oh, like yeah. the racquetball, the racquetball, like <laughs> that is not an action sequence. That is not like a monster that you have to kind of like convince people with. Yeah. It's just two guys who can probably barely play racquetball. And they did have, I like, black out? Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> By the way, did I black out and like Zach yes. Lambert getting killed, like getting shot and put in the hospital? Yeah, and then yes. dying, right? Didn't he yeah, die? Yeah, and then he then? dies because we know that because Josh shows up with a gun and pisses off Bruce, or sorry, David. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then crashes his car before Hulk, I mean, probably before Thor decides to make his grand entrance, which, look, everybody, fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know we're uh, here? Look. Yeah, such his a. His plan such is a... to have those two guys run in front of him, basically. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 80s TV. 80s TV. It was, it was TV. rough. I still think right. they're operating off a 70s script at this point, though. <laughs> probably. Hey, I'll give them this. I will say. They were ambitious. They didn't. They didn't stick the landing. No, like, they didn't. Yeah. Man, were they ambitious? To I'll try. give them. I'll give them an A for like the balls of it. Mm-hmm. I guess my and question... like an F for like the execution. <laughs> did they stick the landing at the time? Like, how did this do? Like, was this? It was did this... so well. It got two more spinoffs or two oh, more there movies. Because you, uh, you, you have to. You have to remember in that time period. We didn't get superhero stuff right. like the Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman were like the two like most but, popular TV show stuff. But we didn't get much. We this is the same year we're going to get the Punisher movie, mm-hmm. the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a couple more years before we get anything else like. But it wasn't popular enough to spin out its, its no. spinoffs. So that's no. interesting. Yeah. Well, because they were going to be way too pricey. No, it was, was going to end up being this big pricey thing. Um, and also part of it, Bill Bixby was pushing for a lot of this too. And then when he passes away, yeah, kind of stops a lot. He was, was a big advocate for getting all this going because I mean, think about the fact that this movie is happening eight years after the TV show, yeah, ended. And so he's the he was a driving force, and yeah, and his prostate cancer that died of in 1993 really did cut a lot of that short because he was a big advocate. Yeah. All right, so um, John, what did you think? One out of five stars. I'll give it like a two and a half. All right. Eric? Yeah, two and a half feels about right for me as well. I think the the fact that Thor did have a pretty fun arc, you mm-hmm. know, it, I think Thor makes the movie worth a checking out by some who, who might be a diehard. All right. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go through all four of them real quick. And I'll do this one last. So you kind of see where it is. So number, um, so the first one, I give three and a half stars out of the pilot. I actually do like the pilot. Um, It is number five in my list. It is just behind Big Hero 6. Wow. 
And keep in mind, one and two are the Hulk versus Wolverine and Hulk Thor. So <laughs> it's really kind of number four. Um, I really like the pilot. It's still Hulk strong. Um, for Married, um, Hulk Married, I have um, that at one and a half stars. And it is number 21 on my list. My list has 29 things right now. It's 21. Uh, and if you remember from last week, you probably know it's below it. Um, and then for return, because it's next chronologically, I actually give this one the three stars. Because, I, again, I actually do like it. It is bad. I know it's flawed. I know in a lot of it's nostalgia, but I like it. At least it. they didn't kill the woman. I yes, mean, they could have easily been like, let's let's kill her. Let's, yeah, keep keep the trend. Rule of threes. Um, would that have been a rule of threes moment? <laughs> that would have been. Uh, three stars, number seven for me. Right. Um, All it's right, right wow. below the Doctor Strange animated. We haven't gotten to the bulk of the movie, That's so true. this is going to shift drastically as we go on. <laughs> These are going to tumble quick. <laughs> they are. And then Trial of the Incredible Hulk, two and a half stars. It's number twelve on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, things are going to change drastically as we continue on because it's just, it's literally going to get better in a couple of weeks, but not <laughs> next week, not next week. So, um, what are we doing next week and where can you watch it yourself? So next week I will be watching death of the incredible Hulk. Um, oh. and don't worry, it will be a very short synopsis because there is barely any plot to this entire movie. Um, <laughs> and the pilot needed that setup to understand everything else. Um, then I'm going to watch the 1989 Punisher movie. Also very little plot in that movie. Then I'm going to watch the 1996 Generation X TV series, oh, um, which um, was a Fox pilot. It was um, going to potentially be for a pilot, so I'll watch that. Those, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch them, um, you can actually watch the Death of Hulk on YouTube, Punisher. I, you can wa- find that on YouTube, Gen X YouTube, and then what it, we're all watching, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring the great David Hasselhoff, 1998. Um, also on YouTube. Um, that I will be watching that one on YouTube. I don't have a copy of that. So that'll be next week. Nick Fury and the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. God help us. God help us indeed. I just saw his best Marvel appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I was watching that with my kids. So nice. Yes, that is definitely his best. So <laughs> here we go. Let's do some very quick recommendations. As you remember, we started two weeks ago. Um, really about hour, a week and a half because we're filming this, recording this a little bit early. We started, we got a minute to do this. So, um, Mr. Evans, I think you will be first. Um, let me know when you're ready and I will set your minute clock. Go. All right. I'm re- recommending, recommending a book this week. Mediasan's book, Win Every Argument. Uh, he read, he does the own audio book as well. And since I'm a person who does, personally enjoy arguments and everything about them it's really fascinating particularly the audiobook because he actually incorporates audio segments of things he does and he talks about tips tips and tricks about basically rhetoric and things that i deal with all the time but he presents it in a way where he actually talks about how you can deploy these things in the real world it's fascinating it's fun i really enjoy it for me it's kind of like a nerdy thing anyway but he makes it very accessible and open and it's very culturally relevant and how he approaches it, and he gives exa- lots of good examples. And I recommend almost more than the book; just the audio book is fantastic. So, that's my pitch. 
Awesome. Eric, are you ready? Yep. Go. I'm going to recommend Wednesday. I think I brought it up at the beginning of the episode. Uh, it's a damn good show. Um, it, I think it feels like it's supposed to be a kids or kind of teen show or, or that sort of young adult, but it, it's not. It, it, I think it, it can appeal to any adult. You know, it, it, it certainly plays on some of the uh, the young adult tropes and stuff like that in terms of coming of age sort of stories. But it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Jenna Ortega is really great in the role. Um, it, it's hard not to picture her kind of version of Wednesday now. Um, I also think it's one of the best, if not the best version of Thing I've seen um, on screen. Um, and yeah, I, I, that's, I'll leave it there. If you haven't checked it out by now, it's, you know, it's been out for a little while since now that we're recording this. So Wendell and Christie and Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones are fantastic oh, in that movie. Also, also true. Sorry, that's so that show. Sorry. All right. I am going to recommend history of the world part two. Um, I really enjoyed it. If you like Mel Brooks, you probably will enjoy it. It feels very much like Mel Brooks, but a little bit different because they had several writers um, the one thing that's different from the movie, the movie goes in chronological order. This one does kind of skip around a bit and they'll, will do, um, so like civil war and then Russia and then Jesus and then civil war, they'll bounce around. The sketches don't always land 100%, but there are some banger sketches, <laughs> Kama Sutra from soup to nuts. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh god. Uh, def- definitely recommend this one and um Jews in Space and also um Boston is nothing but traitors. <laughs> Tom Brady's a traitor. <laughs> All right. So, um there we go. That is that. Let's do some homework. So, if you remember last week John recommended, actually didn't recommend. He assigned me the homework assignment of top, sorry, no, Eric did, sorry. Eric assigned me top 10 winged Marvel characters. So um, I put together my list. So here we go. Winged Marvel characters. So my number 10 winged Marvel character is a character from 2099, X-Men 2099 to be exact. And it is Bloodhawk. Um, he is a mutant um, and he's an not a great character overall as like a written character, but as far as winged characters, I really like him. He's just a cool design. And I'm, I did enjoy seeing him on the screen. Didn't enjoy reading his dialogue, but I enjoyed reading or seeing him. Um, this next winged character, um, Vulture, particularly, I love homecomings, Vulture design. It's great. Um, it was really cool. Um, it wasn't as weird looking as the comic book version. Agreed. Um, but it was fun. Um, I'm, I'm going to point out real quick. I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Um, there aren't many winged characters in Marvel. There aren't. Yeah. So really. uh, yeah, true, true. My Bloodhawk is also on this list. He's aesthetically number, a good looking character, though. He is. A, he is a cool um, little character. Um, number um, eight is Annihilus. This is a character from the Fantastic Four, the Negative Zone, and I hope they bring this character to the MCU. I really want to see this character in live action. Um, It's just a cool design when it's a modern design. The original designs are a little bit weird, but it is a cool design. Um, Number seven is Hulkling. So this is Hmm. a scroll. So it's not actually Hulk. Um, It's not like the son of Hulk. It's it's a scroll, but he can do some shape-shifting. And when he wants to have wings, he can have wings. And it's a pretty cool little design when he does it. 
Interesting. He was a young Avenger, so will we get him in the MCU? I hope so. Probably not, but I hope so. <laughs> My number six is a, call, a character called Null. Um, so this came about in, oh, oh, it's a Venom storyline. I can't think. It's not Reign of the King. King in Black? Um, King in Black, thank you. Yeah. Um, he's a, He is, is like what, the um, lead of the symbiotes. Yeah, this is, this is loosely connected to the Thor Love and Thunder sword. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. It's a cool character. There's rumors that he might be the villain in Venom 3. So that'd be kind of cool if that happens. Um, or not, depending on how you feel about those movies, which <laughs> I can't wait to see what Eric thinks about them. But now we're at our top five. So, Eric, what is your number five? So my number five is an agreement with you, which is uh, the Vulture and especially his MCU look. Uh, so so I picked it as well. Yeah, I thought it was just, it's a great design. It's a really great way of handling a wing character in the MCU um, and a very realistic and as best you can make it you know, sort of character um, for, for just being human. Yeah, I liked it. It makes me think of like a Doc Ock type, type character you know, in terms yeah. of that, that backpack machine. Fun fact, we almost had John Malkovich playing Vulture in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 if it would have happened. Interesting. Interesting. So, All right, John, what is your number five? My number five is Darkhawk. (laughs) Nice. Mm, All right. Do you want to tell Eric a tiny bit about Darkhawk? Since I know that's a character he doesn't It's been a long time. I don't remember. (laughs) I just remember. I just think he looks like he's aesthetically looks like a badass. That's all I've really ever enjoyed about him. All right, then the follow-up question, do you I never want read him... any of his, anything with the comics with him, though. Do you want him to be in the MCU, yes or no? It's only I'm going to ask. fun. All right, I think cool. he, could, I could, he could play a role. Maybe like a Midnight Suns. Oh. That would like be where that. I'd put him. Oh, I'd like that. If I would do him, that. I would drop him in with like a Midnight Suns kind of thing. I want your Midnight Suns movie. Especially My... if they couldn't get, if, if for some reason they can't get Ghost Rider I feel like he could be a decent fill-in, too. Okay, I don't want your Midnight Sun movie okay, now, because I want Ghost Rider. <laughs> I know, I know. I want Ghost Rider, too. I'm just saying. My number five is not Dark Ark, but this is a good design. He he was my number 11, to be honest. Um, okay. My number five is Mimic. Now, he almost cut me. He almost made mine. Oh, his power, Eric, is he can mimic your power, except for once he mimics it, he can't get rid of it. Huh. <laughs> so he has like so, all the original x-men's powers pretty much and it drives him insane he kind of looks like the original beast yes he's because well, he's, he... he's got cyclops's vision he's got mm. angel's wings um yeah he he was he's a fun character he's uh, also a villain member on the team so yeah um and been villain every now and then yeah that too. Uh, eric your number four is so my number four i'm sticking in the mcu um is the character design for the wasp um, you know, I, I do want to see the new one, but I thought it was a really cool, uh, interesting design in general, uh, a good way and kind so of, you, a, you're going with hope. You're going yeah. with the hope design yeah, I'm going with yeah. hope's design okay. for this one. So, uh, that's it. I think most people have probably seen it by now. Uh, if you're, you're listening to this pod, uh, but yeah, I just thought it was cool. I think it is. Nice. Um, yeah. All right, John, your number four is, is... Namor MCU. Mm, good call. I thought about Namor, but I was like, oh, does his wings count? They're on his yeah, feet. Like, yeah, uh, I them. count them, and I count them specifically because this version of him. All right. I really yeah. like the way he kind of, you know, his motion of flying. Yeah. Do you think the wing's going to grow back? Do you think it's going to grow back? I think it will. Oh, yeah. 
I think it's gone to also. Um, my number three, uh, number four, I'm about to say three. My number four is Pixie, Pixie. Oh, yeah. um, an X Men character um, from the two th- mid 2000s, John. From right, yeah, the Grant Morrison run. Yeah. She yeah, yeah, so that's a, yeah, so that's the mid, that's the early aughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a fun character, and I would love to see her in the movies, um, in the X Men world, whenever they get around to it. So, um, Eric, your number three is is also in the X Men. It's the Angel. Nice, or not the Angels, Angel, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah actually, I think angel. he was wasn't he the Angel in his first appearance? Yeah, I think they they did they mm. did put the definitive. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Then then they dropped it eventually. I I I would like love to the see Hulk, him. You know. Yeah. I'd like to see him come back for sure in the MCU. Um. Yeah. You know, I, I think he was in what X two was it? He's in he's in X three. X three. No. X3, yeah. He's in X three and he's in Age of Apocalypse. He's uh, had well, two no, you mean you mean Apocalypse? It's just he's it's had, just Apocalypse. Yeah. Sorry, Apocalypse. He's had two incarnations. Yeah, I would no, like to see no. a more like, should we do like a Young Avengers kind mm-hmm. of storyline thing? Maybe where. We could bring him in and have him actually be an original X Men because they've never done that. Yeah. What I if the got a lot of apocalypse? That's why I forgot that. What <laughs> if? Okay, it's a slight tangent for just a second. Bear with me. What if the first X Men we get is a period piece of them all as youngsters, but then the second X Men movie is them jumping forward in time, and they're all just disenfranchised, hate the world, <laughs> adults. <laughs> Just gonna leave that out there. It'll really resonate with Gen Z, okay? It, it would. It <laughs> would. Um, speaking of Gen Z, John, what is your number three? My number three, Wasp, and I want Jana Van Dyne. Wasp. All right, all right, all right, all right. My Similar design outfit though to the Hope yeah. one that there, but this one's from the comic book, so it actually is. Now that you point that out, yeah, it is actually really similar design. Even um, to the the ab ripples. Yeah, yeah look at that. That's really they were cool. definitely looking at the comic books when they yeah. did that design. Yeah, they were. I never noticed that until just now. That's actually really cool. Glad you picked her. My number three is Stinger. Uh, you might remember her from two weeks ago on um, female costumes. I really love the character of Stinger. I'm really glad that we're starting to get her, and I would love this very specific outfit um, in the MC. I know we won't get it, but I would love it. We've gotten kind of close. We are getting close. We're close with the what what, what uh, Cassie's currently wearing. So yep. well, we've got purple. Yeah, we got the purple. They're keeping the purple there. I just don't think you're going to get the skin tight showing off her butt with a high heels leggy thing you were looking for. Well, I really want the helmet. If I'm going to be honest, all right, all right, I right. want her to wear that helmet. I don't know why I like that helmet design, but I do. All right, Eric, your number two. So my number two actually came from me just kind of digging around and, and researching a little bit more. And I found this image of Valkyrie. Um, and I, I really like, it. I think it's the Jane Foster Valkyrie is, is what it kind of seems to allude to. Yep. It's Jane uh, Foster as Valkyrie. So I thought it's really cool. Um, it's, it's a different take on, on Valkyrie, obviously a winged take in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's kind of a badass picture in general. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, nice. It's cool. John, your number two is Falcon. Mm. MCU. I love the MCU. Yeah, take on good. Falcon, like that yeah, whole yeah. thing with the pararescue pack, that whole image there. Just, I was like, that just works so well. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. 
Um, I actually was expecting you to use the same image you used two week, or three weeks. No, ago. because that's Captain America. Good point. Good. Point. So I I wanted Ooh, to go back and say I like that to one see... too. But Is I your like number well. one about to be Captain America? I'm gonna be very curious in a second. All right, Eric, your number. Oh, no, sorry, my number oh, two. Number we got to get to my number two. God, I'm I'm so all over the place. My number two is Angel oh. or Archangel. Um, I love his. I love the Alex Ross version. Um, I love when he is Archangel. Um, this image here that I'm showing them, it's when his Archangel wings are falling off, breaking off, and revealing that his regular wings grew back. It's one of my favorite Angel stories. Um. Out there, X Men, Uncanny X Men three three eight. Um, if you want to know specifically, um, really like it. Love, 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 love that character. And you could have technically counted this character twice if you'd wanted to. I almost did. I'm not gonna. I, I, I know. I, I thought about did. it too. And like, I'll give you something about this. This is my brother's favorite character. Right I now. was, I was about to point that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know David would be like, no, it should be number one. <laughs> um, but no, it's my number two because I like someone a little bit more. But first, let's find out. Who does Eric like most? Your number one, Eric. Drum roll. <laughs> Captain America. Uh, uh, I went with uh, the the evolution of a falcon into a, a an American bird. Um, <laughs> um, and and I think that especially in the MCU, um, and I did kind of look up some other versions, but like this, I think it's because I agree with you that the falcon was a very good. Uh, design choice of, of how they did that and when they adapted that into the the new cap america uniform i thought that was just awesome like and it looks it just looks really cool and really really badass in general so, so. the live action looks way better than yeah. the, the hand drawn exactly. for sure um how what if they would have it's because he's falcon what if when he became the patriotic captain america they had changed his name to the bald eagle no bald eagle's a carrion feeder no <laughs> a bad bad bird it's not that great we should have really picked the turkey <laughs> ben franklin was right i'm a ben franklin truther i'm what, sorry fuck the turkey had, if we had picked the turkey would we be eating bald eagle for thanksgiving maybe <laughs> maybe we just have chicken but then i couldn't shoot them when they get on my porch and scare the hell out of me you don't want a gun <laughs> You're right. I don't. I don't own a gun. That's very true. <laughs> live in Mass- um, you live up in Massachusetts. They wouldn't let you have one. Probably. This is true, John. Your number one is. Is it Captain America? Is it Captain America? No, it's Ooh. Archangel. Nice, nice. We all picked this character. Mm-hmm. And is I think is any yeah his being our top five. It's all yep. of us for the once we've all picked the same thing in the top five. Yeah, that's a first, ladies and gentlemen. That's a first. Um, I got no notes. I got no notes. I can't fight you on this one, John. And I love that. That's one of my favorite images of him too. Just that yeah, sleek. It's it's very sleek. Um, but I have something even better, and I want this character in the MCU. Songbird. Oh, oh screaming Mimi from uh, from as a villain now. Songbird um, as hero. Oh, I love yeah. love this character. I hope she's in Thunderbolts. I really want her to be in Thunderbolts. The way her wings um, happen, they're like sonic wings, Eric. Mm. Um, it's just really cool design. And she's Love one it. of the bad guys when they turn to pretend to be good guys. She actually ends up reforming. Yeah. She's so. one of the ones who actually goes good for like legit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a really, really cool design. I hope we get to see her one day. And maybe we will. But before that happens, 
I need to be assigned a new homework assignment for next week. And I do believe that it is Mr. Evans' turn to assign me something. So what am I doing next week? Next week, we are doing top 10 most comic accurate elements in MCU films. This can cover anything from like costumes, references, elements like that. I, I will throw out here that the inspiration for this one, and I don't care if it ends up on the top 10, uh, but I was rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with my kids, and when Yondu gets his original little fin thing on his head broken, and they send Groot to go find his prototype one, that prototype he's wearing is exactly what Yondu looked like in the comic books. And I'm like, that is a comic book detail. That's kind of what I'm referring to as a sort of illustration of what I mean. Okay. Now, I don't care if you include it. If you want to include it, that's great. But I'm just saying there are lots of those. There's like so many that I imagine it's going to be really hard for Casey and us to narrow it down. Or it's going to be a big F you to Eric because he has to understand <laughs> what those I'm would be. I'm going to have to really go back and dig on this one. <laughs> I have a feeling for Eric, a lot of them are going to be costumes. It's going to be Probably. your costume accurate. I, I know. I think the one popped in my head and I don't think it was a costume. I know I know the two that I'm due. I know my number one and my number two right off the bat. All, all, right. Right, all right. I'm very excited for this one. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. As always, um, I appreciate everything you do. And I appreciate um, talking to you all. So next week, we will be back with our wonderful episode 50, 55 Who cannot wait. So um, if you want to write in and let us know what you thought, notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. If you want to find me on the Twitters, it is Vash underscore Maxwell. Um, you can find me there. You can find me as Casey Franklin on Hive, even though I haven't used it in a while and I need to get back to it. Where can we find you, Mr. Eric? You can find me on uh, on LinkedIn, on Letterboxd, <laughs> exactly. Or you can find me in Northern Virginia, hiking around. Sometimes lost in the woods. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Or you can call him at 867-5309. Oh, no. They've got the number. They got it. They got it. John, where, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design or on Twitter at arching with a PhD, all one word. Wait a minute. Are you a doctor? Yes, I am. Holy fuck. How do we not know this? <laughs> Well, you just pretend like you don't know it. And so sometimes most of my students do it too. Oh, well, I don't you're, correct you're, them. <laughs> you're not like a doctor. You're not like a real doctor where they, I cannot they dispense medical open. advice. That is true. Um, I am only qualified to speak in certain academic areas. I was expecting you to go. I'm still a real doctor asshole. I'm going to say I'm, I'm a doctor um, and I have not been on the BBC show yet. I just learned real quick. I'm sorry. I'm going to take this. To an extra second, I just learned right before we started this, they almost canceled Doctor Who during COVID. Ouch. It almost got canceled. Um, I just learned this. So that's your Doctor Who fact for the day on the world's only Not Funny Guys Doctor Who podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week on Off the Reels. Thank you, Dr. Lawyers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, later.